W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, and your host, Brokowski. We hope everybody had a great weekend, and this upcoming weekend is Father's Day. On behalf of everybody here at Pro Wrestling Edge, we want to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day this weekend. And you know what? We got one hell of a gangsta-ass episode for you today, as we'll be bringing on a guest from out of state. He's coming to us from Las Vegas, Nevada. He is the submission gangsta. Oh, by the way, of Virginia. I did not know that. That was something we could have got. I could have found out sooner. But hey, I, I had to screw up somewhere. We just talked about this before we got on, too. No problem. <laughs> but no, Brought the Threat, the Submission Gangsta. How are you doing today, Brock? Man, I guess you would say I'm feeling good, you know. As, as I always say, you know, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, been training hard. Ready to get back to Detroit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I had fun up there. It's nice meeting you guys. It was uh, a good experience, first time in the Midwest, and uh, it was good to be back in the East, uh, East Eastern time zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, bro, dude. It, it was definitely great to meet you. It was our first experience with you at Combat One. And, man, you and Soda Pop blew the fucking roof off the place, and you guys set the bar for that show at Cinco de, Ma- de Mayo <laughs> that weekend. But uh, we kind of want to get into your backstory a little bit here to start off with. Normally, we like to call it the origin story. Mm. And uh, talk a little bit about how you came across wrestling. You know, was it through, you know, your family? Did you just come across it on TV, video games? How'd you find it? Well, of course, I've been a wrestling fan ever since I was young. You know what I mean? Playing the video games, watching Stone Cold and The Rock. You know, I always watched WWE. I was kind of like an only WWE guy, like growing up. And, um, you know, when I was 9, 10, I started amateur wrestling. And then I kind of set that to the side. Like, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler when I was young. But I set that to the side because I'm like, I want to be, like, you know, a fighter. So um, I started amateur wrestling when I was 9 or 10. Had a lot of success. Uh, I remember in sixth grade, actually. So you had the, the rec league when you're in elementary school. And then when you get to middle school, <clears throat> you actually, like, are on the middle school team. I remember that was a really hard year because you're facing guys that are, like, eighth graders. I mean, you're, what, what, 11, 12 in sixth grade? So these guys are teenagers now. So that was a very hard year and humbling year. And uh, But I stuck with it, and I kept getting better and better and better. And my style was very long and elusive. Didn't take a whole lot of many shots, actually. I just, you know, and... As the years progressed, kept training, kept on the team, sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade. Now we're going into high school, freshman year. Once again, another restart. Now you're facing guys that are like 18 because they're seniors. That was another hard year. I remember my freshman year, 
I came off a great eighth grade year, like really solid, strong. And then freshman year got humbled again. And then once I hit about sophomore year, like junior year of wrestling, then I started really coming to my own. I remember my record was like 28 and like six at one point. And I was ranked actually senior year. I was ranked top 10 in state of Virginia for 160 pounds. Um, you know, and throughout that whole time, I was training MMA. I had done a few Muay Thai exhibitions while I was like young. Like, I mean, I'm talking like 13, 14, 15 years old, young, probably not, not the best for the brain, but <laughs> you know, um, and I just like, I really love striking, but I was really focused on grappling. So then senior year comes and, uh, I think, uh, so we had districts placed in that. Then we had conference placed in that. And then regionals, I lost in regionals. Our regional tournament was a tough fucking tournament. And um, a lot of it was because of me, you know, my, my dedication. I think this was junior year. My dedication, you know, when you're 15, 16, you know, sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees and, you know, doing what, you know, like, drinking and partying you know just I guess living the life of a gangster you know what I mean but I but actually I uh trained in the off season I think my junior year with a all all American from I was from the midwest his name was Jesse West and I trained in the off season I competed in a Greco and freestyle tournament didn't really like it compared to folk style so I stuck with folk style and uh, I remember that training was like, okay, this is like the next level. You know what I mean? So once all that kind of wrapped up senior year, um, once again, you know, being ranked top 10 to save 160 pounds. Back then, I was like satisfied with that. But I don't have the determination work ethic that I do now. I just think that comes over growing. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of things I wish I could redo. But. I use that and now focus that to now. Like, don't do something that you're going to want to redo 10 years from now because you're only 23, 24, 25 right now and doing this right now, you know? So got to hit it hard. And then, so after that, I was actually training MMA in, in Virginia. And I remember I told my coach, like, because yeah, I think it was like, you had to be 16 or 18 to actually like, fight under sanctioned conditions like MMA fight so and once again thousands of wrestling matches you know like uh Muay Thai exhibition whatever but now it's like okay I want to fight MMA now and I remember I told him he said okay like we'll, we'll see what we can do and this is right I think I was like 17 about to turn 18 I was training and then uh I just joined the army <laughs> I, I was very confused you know and uh joined the army went uh got sent to south korea wasn't doing any combat sports for a while took a while off and then i realized like man like really want to fight i want to grab something combat sports related this is all i've known you know and i joined the infantry which is literally a ground soldier fighting for your country so it's just kind of embedded in me, you know, that's why the character works because it's, it's embedded. In me. And, um, 
it's not a character, by the way. It's really who I am. What I say, what I do, how I move is really who I am. I'm not imitating. Sure, you get ideas from other people, but it's who I am. And uh, I started training. I got a link to a small dojo in South Korea. Started training with a purple belt there. And uh, then I kind of, there was something on base for soldiers or high-level jiu-jitsu black belt. I was training for him for a little bit. But once again, I'm still in the Army, so a lot of work and all that. And you're over in South Korea. A lot of things had to be done. Long days, long hours. So it was inconsistent. But then I, at the end of the tour, I started training with Korean Zombies team. UFC fighter Korean Zombie. And actually, I got to spar with him a few times and uh, grapple with some a lot of the guys. And three of their guys actually end up getting signed into the UFC right after I left. So that was pretty cool. And they helped me a lot. I remember the sparring sessions were absolutely wild. You know, 100% all go. And um, then after that, I came back to the States, you know, still kind of in and out. And then um, I went to Fort Bliss, Texas, El Paso, Texas, had two years left on my contract. And I was like, I actually ended up winning Soldier of the Month and Soldier of the Quarter. But then I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going to like do, do something. You know, I just started to get tired of the army like and hey it's it's not meant for everyone you know what i mean like it just wasn't really meant for me and then i found 10th planet el paso i was like oh, okay so i started training there in 2018 but then work got bogging everything down so then took that time off i was still lifting in every great shape so then keep in mind like 1920 this is like 2018 2019 and um so then I go back to 10th Point El Paso. Now, this is about 2019. So now I'm really trained. Now it's like, okay, I'm going to move. And I actually came to visit Las Vegas to train with 10th Planet Las Vegas. And um, I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. After I get out the Army, I'm moving here. So I trained 10th Planet El Paso. Um, I uh, got a blue belt from there. And then I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do full time. Moved to Las Vegas. Started training two to three times a day with best team in the world, 10th Planet Las Vegas, you know, name a guy, probably been on the mat with him. And, you know, it was a really incredible experience. And uh, I actually competed like four weeks after getting out the army. And, and he was a purple belt. And honestly, I smoked the dude. So I'm like, okay, this is really what I'm going to do. I'm in Vegas. I just had a dominant win. And then COVID happened. But even during COVID, I was still training uh, privately with actually a UFC guy and uh, a coach, a very high-level coach. And I was just like, I one day just happened to see D'Lo Brown's pro wrestling school. I was like, what the fuck is this? I know who D'Lo Brown is. So I literally just made the jump. I don't, I don't there's no like big story of like, oh, like I've moved here for one specific reason combat sports the home of the fight capital las vegas and i literally just jumped i was like you know what fuck it it's gonna do this and that's literally <laughs> just started training and taking it serious before we jump into your uh to your wrestling training with uh d and everything i want to kind of rewind a little bit and uh 
before you jumped into the army, which actually, by the way, thank you so much for your service. I mean, that's definitely an unbelievable. Thank you bro, for that one. Um, when you made the jump over, did you have any kind of college offers? I mean, you were top 10 in the state of uh, Virginia. No. There, there was no offers, nothing. Well, for 160 pounds. So you got to think there was a lot of guys that are like pound for pound rings. Okay. So, and by senior year, I wasn't taking it as serious as I should have been, like guys that are getting prospected. And honestly, okay, yeah. the area I come from, man, like all this is really a dream. Like there's nothing, you know, where where, where I come from. And this literally is all, a, even just being in the city is just all a dream. So like, that's kind of how, I just think everything happened for a reason. Everything played out for a reason. Hell yeah. No, that's, that's absolutely unfucking believable. Um, after you got out now was when you were there in Vegas was like the contender series or like the ultimate fighter, like your kind of goal to where you were actually going to go to before you made your switch over to uh D'Lo Brown school and started training for wrestling? Well, actually, it's actually future stars of wrestling. And D'Lo is, uh, he, he coaches stars. sometimes, but that was like the ad on the thing. Um, and that transferred over to the link that said future stars of wrestling. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, back to your point. Um, no, I, I was really focused on grappling. And, and it, like, because I competed in grappling one and I was trying to like compete like very regularly but then obviously COVID happened and I wasn't quite sure I was gonna see kind of where the road took me uh, obviously I wanted to become a black belt in jiu-jitsu and then um I wanted to focus on getting real good at grappling and then kind of like see where the MMA landscape was from there I, I wasn't quite sure honestly I was just grinding just floating around <laughs> doing what you love doing yeah no, that, that's definitely an, an awesome philosophy and definitely awesome to be able to do, you know, going out and living your dream day to day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to my buddy over here, Big Cass, so we're going to get into your wrestling background. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about, so uh, the school is called the Future Stars of Wrestling uh, School? Yes, Future Stars of Wrestling. Um, uh, my, my trainers were obviously D'Lo helped me. Um, Sin Bodhi, aka Kazarni from WWE, um, Kenny King, who's on Impact right now, um, Chris Bay, who uh, is born and bred that school. Uh, yeah, yeah, born and bred that school. He he literally, I uh, he's Impact Tag Team Champion. Um, I had classes with TJ Perkins, Sean Davari, so great high level training. Yeah, so, and I grew up, I was a big fan of D'Lo Brown. So, did he teach yeah. you the next thing? Did he yeah. teach you how to do the next thing while no. you're <laughs> No, 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 no. D'Lo's so good at, like, uh, philosophy, man. Like, uh, like, a lot of his classes will be, like, uh, just philosophy and, like, this is why you should do this and why you should not. And it's also subjective, you know? Like, it's very subjective, uh, a guy who has more of a shooter style might not agree with a guy who has more of an old school style or a guy who's a high flyer, like where the 
you know, things like that. And that's what makes it so cool is that it's all just a melting pot of knowledge that like is hard to get someplace. So my next question, you're probably going to answer it a lot different than anybody we've ever had on the show because you have such a, a past with combat sports with the, the wrestling and the jujitsu. And then you had, you, you know, enlisted in the army. How was that first bump? Not really that bad. I mean, when you, when you get taken down on real like mats and double legs, you know, you just kind of get, it was just the technique of getting it. Oh, okay. I do this and tuck my chin. You, that's really all, or the timing of the, it was mainly the actual time of like, okay, taking a clothesline and not like pre-bumping or bumping too late. That was really the hardest part. The actual falling really, you know, used to it. And, you know, and that's what I was going to ask with all your, your other training. Was it hard to adjust to the timing and stuff like that? Yes and no. It was hard to adjust on when is too much and when is not enough that like ebb and flow, you know, almost being in a flow state, which is hard to describe. Um, I thought pro wrestling, like I thought when I came to pro wrestling, I need to be a pro wrestler, but then it's like, no, I just need to move how I move and do what I do in a pro wrestling sense. That was the hardest part. And after you graduated school, do you remember your first match who it was against or how it went for you, what you were feeling backstage and to how you yeah, were feeling out there? Yeah, my first match was against Remy Marcel. I mean, wasn't a big crowd, but, uh, you know, it was okay. Uh, I look back and I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I was I, – I didn't know what to do. I just was doing things that I thought – I knew what to do, if that makes sense. So it was okay, possible, but, you know, as I started to get – I'm very hard on myself with matches. I really don't think I've had that match yet, you know. Um, and some may say, oh, well, I thought that was a good match, but I'm like, yeah, but I didn't like the way I looked here or my facial was here or whatever. I think sometimes it's good to be hypercritical of yourself, but sometimes it can be a little overboard. So we just all got to find that once again, ebb and flow of just being okay with how you're doing. And uh, about how long have you been actually uh, wrestling professionally? First match was in 2021 in January. So two and a half about. Okay. And, you know, with, with all your other background, do you focus on trying to integrate that into your wrestling style or are you trying to make it something separate? I think I have created an own style. You know, you, you don't see someone that, that moves like me or kind of does the things I do. And that I'm trying to create my own style. Obviously, it is that shooter-esque style. But it's different. I'm not just a shooter in trunks and boots and I'm going to take you down. You know, it's an actual, like, character that, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know of anyone who moves in that long style like me. Uh, 
I do watch a lot of like Speedball Mike Bailey, and I think he has his own style. It's amazing. You know, I would love to get in the ring with him someday. I actually been on shows with him at West Coast Pro, and uh, he's given me a lot of advice on things like, um, you know, kind of fitting in that style. And so he, he's, he's amazing, man. He's someone I would love to mix it up with. And for my last question, how, uh, how did you come about getting connected with Combat One? So I met Nate at an impact taping in Vegas. And I just, and we had, you know, talked and talked a little bit here and there. You know, he responded to a story I put. I maybe respond to a story he put. Then one day I was like, hey, man, like, I want to, I want to do, so, like, let's talk some, talk some business, you know what I mean? Like, I would love to branch out into D- Detroit, the Midwest, and, uh, you know, see, see what's going on. So we got things official, and he made the match, and I showed up into the venue and wrestled. So, you know, that's kind of how that went. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and like Brokowski said, you guys started off the show with a bang, and, you know. Thank you. It wasn't only just you that we had seen for the first time. That was the first time we've got to see Soda Pop, too. So I'm pretty sure most of the crowd, it was their first interaction or, you know, thoughts of you guys also. And that you guys had that place popping. I was just going to say, that's what was cool, man. It was like a debut on a – the show was stacked. I mean, we had Hernandez. We had well, – I mean, a lot. there was a lot of people that was, like, really, like – like names and uh and even the local talent was amazing like the show was just stacked top to bottom so it was really cool to be a part of that card and being like an outside guy who there's no other vegas guys you know and so you're kind of representing you know for for where you came from and and obviously your brand so i thought it was cool to debut in a new place very far away, not just new place on the West Coast, but new place in a whole different territory. You know, what I liked about that match was, you know, you guys are are obviously contrasting um, in the way you carry yourself in the ring, which isn't a bad thing. It, 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 it made a very good match. I loved how you guys introduced yourselves to the Midwest um, before the match and the back and forth promos and whatnot. And I loved your... Yeah in-ring um work when it comes to you know you were working heel and, and and i loved how you worked the crowd and everything i'm i'm a big guy who's a fan of the heels and if they can work the crowd and get under their skin sure work the crowd you got underneath their skin just as much as soda got over to the crowd and they loved them um was that the first time you and uh soda had a match together or, or, or yeah or first time we- before no, first time ever touched. He's from Texas. First time we ever touched. First time we ever met. First time everything. So yeah. Well, you couldn't tell it by the uh, uh, the match. I thought the match was great. Like the guy said, you started off the card strong, and the card was just like you said stacked. But you know, we when, when we saw you guys in that match, and and we talked to you and stuff after. You know, we would love to see more of Brett the Threat here in here in the Midwest and Detroit area. So. Uh, yeah, we and in, didn't you just recently wrestle Tom Lawler? No, I did not wrestle Tom Lawler, but I wrestled Royce Isaacs. Who's okay, a part Royce of the team. Isaacs. Okay, okay, yes, that was probably the match for me. Uh, that was a really good match. Uh, Royce Isaac is a fucking competitor, 
You know, he is down to scrap, which is exactly what I want. You know, I want someone who's just down. Like, let's just go. And uh, that and it was a uh, actually it was a blood sport style match. Oh, so, nice. yes. So it was different than traditional pro wrestling match. And um, probably one of my best matches today. Royce Isaac is the real deal. And I will get Tom Lawler eventually. You know, <laughs> it will eventually happen. But till then, you know. All right, I'll pass it over to uh, back to Brokowski. Is that where you're going with it? Uh, Jaybird. Oh, no, let's go to Jaybird. Yeah, all right. So I like to get uh, outside of the ring and uh, a little bit more in your back. Or what do you do besides wrestling and everything? You got any hobbies? Honestly, man, I train. I train and I train. I don't have a job. I This is literally my life. That's intense, bud. It's pretty yeah. crazy. So do you uh you watch any Netflix shows or anything? Uh yeah, you know, I do. Uh my my wife's actually from England. She just immigrated over here. Um, so we're actually planning a trip, you know, to the UK fairly soon. So, you know, I got that going on. But like other than that, man, like I keep up well, try to keep up with my social media marketing, because that's a big part of this too and that's a job and gym and training and that that's really the life you know of threat to threat and uh, traveling around you know what i mean i've traveled more in the past three or four months than ever in my life so well that's pretty awesome man traveling i uh, i love to travel where's uh one of your favorite places you've ever traveled to petaluma california Okay, Petaluma, California. Did you uh, were you going surfing or anything there? No, I did a wrestling the main event against uh, Cal Jack and um, another Division One All American shooter. Um, great uh, for former NXT actually, uh, amazing talent, and uh, had a great main event with him in Petaluma, California for Phoenix Pro Wrestling, and the area there is just beautiful, man. Um, it's a great vibe. It's at like a like a old theater kind of deal. It's a really cool setup. So that's probably my favorite place. That's pretty. That's pretty sweet, man. So I do gotta. Uh, I gotta know what if you don't mind me asking. What was uh, going to South Korea like, man? Because I've now I've always wanted to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of close. It would have been cooler if I would have been a civilian. Ah, okay. You know, it just, there's a lot of rules and restrictions, you know, when you're in the military, which is fine, you know, I understand. But it would have been cooler if I was just been a civilian going there and traveling and just doing the sightseeing instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's pretty sweet. And then this is just curiosity. Did you meet your wife in London? Or did she like... I met her at Dre's nightclub in Las Vegas. She was here for a bachelorette's party. And uh, well, one of my good friends who's a wrestler in Vegas, also check him out, Ice Williams. Uh, and pretty much, <laughs> he's the reason why, you know, we're together. Um, and uh, I actually, one of my friends who was there actually was like, hey, bro, you should. Because I was telling her, oh, there's this girl, you know, I want to talk. She's really pretty. 
And he was like, I should go talk to her. And he like kind of convinced me to talk to her. And the rest is history. Literally, she actually went back to England 10 days later or a week later. And then we kept talking. She came back to America. We spent time together. And she went back to England for a couple months. And when she came back, you know, we spent time together again. Then we decided, you know what, we want to really want to be together. And we got married and then hired an immigration lawyer and then went through the immigration process. And she just got a green card actually like last week. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's like fairy tale story right there, man. I know, right? <laughs> that's real cool, man. Um, thanks for stopping by the bird's nest. Guys, you guys got anything you want to ask before we go? I just want to say, you know, we like we would love to see you back here in the Midwest. You know, Detroit, I will be back. Detroit, Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, yes. Ohio, fuck Ohio. Yeah, fuck Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, you don't <laughs> wrestle in Ohio unless you have to. Okay. Okay. I'll note that. Yeah, we don't like Ohio here in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> you you're not a Buckeyes fan? No. No, no sir. No. You're, no. you're a Spartans guy. Green, green and white right here. I'm Spartan. Okay. And they're okay. Michigan guys. Yep. But but no, I I for sure will be back. You know, I'll, we had a little conversation after the show. It's just timing, you know, working out things. You know, it's not a 10-minute drive. So, you know, things have to kind of line up. But uh, I definitely will be back. Um, and hopefully uh, have an even better match. And so, you know, you always want to, have better and better and better and better matches. So I feel like I want to come back because I'm getting even better since the last time I've been there. I added a few more things, so now I can show off that, you know. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to come back, and it, it, it definitely will happen. Well, when you do, hit up the gang, man. We'll hang out. We'll show you Detroit a little bit. All right, man. Sounds good. Go ahead, Before we let you. Before we let you go, you want to shout out all your social media, where the people can find you at? Yeah, my Instagram is at Brett underscore D underscore threat. Uh, Facebook, Brett Hankins. And Twitter is uh, at Brett the Threat 10. Well, Brett, thanks again for stopping by and hanging out with us, man. We greatly appreciate you taking time yeah, out of your yeah, day man. and talking with us, man. Um, we can't wait to see you back in the last, bro. I and, can't uh, wait we'll to see you We'll definitely get you back on the, the podcast later on down the road. Uh, maybe a couple of championship belts from uh, Michigan you'll be carrying back to Vegas with you. You never know. You know, I I, I should have took Soda Pop's belts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll tell him. We'll tell him because we lined something up to have a talk with him too. Okay. Okay. We'll tell tell him uh tell him I said what's up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely pass that message along, Brad. And again, thanks a lot for stopping by, man. Have a great day. Thank you. You guys too. Thank you. And a little quick shout out from Jordan's cats real quick. <laughs> no, Brett, the threat is definitely badass. You guys definitely need to check his shit out. What we need to try to do next time he comes in is have him see if, uh, see if he can get a run and run a few promotions while he's here. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. Make it really worth his time. 
if you're listening to the show, I mean, we're all putting our stamp on him. And we've seen him one time. You guys just listen to how hard of a worker this guy eats, sleeps, and breathes training for this. So he'd be a great addition to a lot of places. Without a shadow of a doubt. And with that, we'll go ahead and hit up our ad read. And we'll be back after a word from this message. Thursday, July 27th at the Fowlerville Family Fairgrounds, Combat One returns with Russell World. Um, tickets are available at the Fowlerville Family um, website. I think it's FowlervilleFamilyFair.com forward slash tickets. I'll have the link in the description of the episode. Um, they have announced um, the Coliseum Cage match for the one world championship, which they've debuted the belt. It's going to look really good around chin strap Jesus Kyle Barrett's waist. Um, they've also announced the blindfold weapons match, which we talked with the last week to Crystal Moon about. Yes, um, last her, week. Her when a rematch with Sue Young. Um, did they just make the announcement of the second competitor, Brandon? Am I correct? Yes. Combat One posted the promo of. Shogun announced he is the second competitor. Yeah, Shogun Jackson Stone will also be in the Coliseum Cage match. Um, so Definitely check it out. Um, check it out. Like I said, tickets are available. I'll have the link in the description. You know, Combat One has done some amazing things. Check them out on IWTV and also at, Com- at Combat One on Facebook, at Combat One Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. Go, uh, go tell them that you um, are are coming to see Kyle Barrett bring that title home. And you want to see Breath of Threat back. We I think keep... him and Todd, Top Night Chai should be dope. I think well, I want to see, Night... see Breath of Threat versus Soda 2. Yeah, yeah. Soda I totally got the win last time. Let's, uh, let's run it back and, uh, and, 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 and have that one again. And let's, uh, let's make this a trilogy. Combat one, if you're listening, if you care, if your input, let's do soda versus Brett round two. I concur with that statement. Well, did anybody do anything fun over the weekend? Has anybody got any shows planned or anything? Because I know we don't. I don't got nothing planned so far in the cards. I know the show's coming up. I just got to. Save some moolah. There's going to be something else coming up soon with Pro Wrestling Edge and Dudes Talking Wrestling. Uh, so that's that's coming up. So stay tuned in the next uh, month or so for that. Um, other than that, some other, some other big shows that are coming up. Um, don't know scheduling-wise if we'll be to any of them, but XICW is doing their, um, their memorial show. Um, They've announced Chuck Stein versus Man Man Pondo. And the one match that really interested us, DBA and NM3 versus Uncle Q and Cash Star. So Uncle Q's making a return to uh, XI. I think he was there last year once, but he, he was a regular years ago at XI. So Uncle Q's back. Um, Flophouse is in uh, Brother Me Softly at the end of June. Um, Uncle Q's defending his title versus MM3 um, in that one. Midwest Scum are getting the title match against the Boozum Buddies at that Flop House show. I want to say that's the 26th or 27th of 
of July 24th. Uh, June. Of June, yes, of June. Um, it's the last, I think the last weekend in June is that Flop House show. Um, then, of course, in July, we have the, um, the Combat One show. And then August is going to be a big month. <laughs> we have Flop House, No Fucks Given here in Detroit. XICW and ICW putting on a joint show the day of SummerSlam. Um, I know Brokowski and Jaybird will be at SummerSlam. Then That's the great. following weekend is the Deathmatch tournament for RPW. And there's names starting to be announced for that. So, Yeah, and actually, that's going to be a pretty, pretty fun, busy-ass weekend. Oh, and the next weekend, for the RPW Deathmatch show, they announced Joel Bateman's going to be back in the States. Um, so yeah. Joel Bateman's going to be back. Didn't they tease something else? Something brand new? Am I... Yeah, did you see something? Like, yeah, was gonna... yeah, Chris T's a little. Um, it's a Hyperion's Championship belt bag. So there's gonna be something coming up. Their Chicago show, isn't it this weekend? Yes, it yeah. is this weekend. It's gonna be pretty damn insane. I'm excited because not only are we seeing some of the best around the country coming to Chicago for RPW, we're we're getting the debut of Eric Dillinger. At RPW, Eric Dillinger is. I I I I still want that Tommy Vendetta versus Eric Dillinger match. RPW mm-hmm. that happens soon, but yeah, Eric Dillinger is making his RPW debut. He's making his debut against a tough opponent, though, guys. He's going against Otis Kogar. Fuck Ohio, and you know, fuck Ohio, but you know, I I get mad. Yeah, respect oh yeah. Otis. Otis has been around the block. He's one of the greatest to do it. He's a staple at RPW. And, you know, Dillinger said in his promo, you're going to have to kill me to beat me. Otis can. (laughs) But, you know, that's just one of the many great matches this weekend. RPW, they got going on. And ICW is following with the show after that in Chicago also. Uh, I just want to say how proud I am of RPW to see that growth. Legit. Like it's it's awesome. Like it's it, like it's great to still say that I've been to every RPW Michigan show, but at one point it was I was at every RPW show. Right. Now since they branched off so much now, it's awesome, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And if anybody deserves that success, it's Chris. He's With all that. the hard work he's done and and everything he's gone through, and still pumping it out and putting out some of the best shows around. Um, you know, we couldn't say more we're, that we're more excited and proud of our friend. Oh, yeah. And the what stars that he brings in for RPW is getting to be absolutely fucking insane. Kobayashi will be making his debut this weekend in Chicago as well. Tommy gets a crack at him. Tommy's in that, was it four or five? Four, four way. Atticus. Four way. I think it's Tremont and uh, Kobe Atticus. in it yeah. also. Yeah, shit. Him and him and Tremont, you know. <laughs> Shit, Neil and Tremont just had a hell of a show match last night with their uh, 700 light tube match at H2O. I seen yeah, some highlights the- and stuff going on online. That yeah. shit was absolutely insane. I just independent wrestling is alive and thriving. Oh, and and another promotion I want to shout out that we haven't talked much much about. Is Med Death Pro 
they're coming to Kalamazoo. Yes. They're coming to Kalamazoo, and, and there's going to be an awesome card. They put out a flyer, and some of the talent on that show are people that the Midwest and Detroit are familiar with. Tony Garrix is, is on that uh, flyer. TJ Meyer is on that flyer. Um, so there's some familiar faces um, that's going to be going out to Kalamazoo for Mid-Death Pro. Tony Garrix is a staple out there. Um, Tony, Tony's putting in work and, and, busting, uh, and busting his ass. So I want to give a shout out to Tony Garrix. Some good show. Yeah. For it's sure. going to be good, man. Wrestling's thriving. I'm even finding myself watching the major promotions a little bit more here and there. Pretty pretty entertaining. It's not that bad. But does anybody else have any final words? I think we can go ahead and wrap this episode up. And with that, make sure you go and check out the submission gangster about the threat. Follow him, like his shit, watch his shit. He's awesome. Bring him back to the Midwest. We want to see him back in Michigan. Peace. We out.